This is a HeadGum Podcast. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, fine. We'll also do an emergency podcast. Welcome to the show, Billy Scafuri. You're getting bucket buckets. I guess this is an emergency. This is a real, legit 911 call somebody emergency it's an emergency talk to a friend yeah we have to know what happened emergency help help it's rare that the president gets impeached a second time and that is not even on that's a blip that is a a true blip in the news world right now not not thinking about it yeah it's over for that guy (laughs) you know what we never addressed is um john wall is the guy who says you're getting bucket buckets. He is like part of a pretty big, you know, off-season acquisition. We never really addressed it, so I just wanted to put it out there. Yeah, Thank, shout out, shout John out to Wall. John Wall. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. He had two great games and then all hell broke loose in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how about this? Where were you? How did you find out what mm. was happening? Yeah. I got a text from one of your best friends, Jesse. And of course, I, I, it was part of a chain that we're all on. And all I read was, no. <laughs> and coming off of 2020, that can mean so many different things. <laughs> right. Jesse, who's part of the over under draft, took the Nets under, was hoping for an implosion. Instead, they got James Harden. That is right. That is exactly right. So the Nets um, acquired so- James Harden. They got rid of uh, Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, and every draft pick between now and the next president. Yeah, I can bring up, uh, this is who they traded, I believe, or who okay. at least they got rid of from their roster. Okay. They got rid of, yeah. these guys all didn't go to Houston. They went to a variety of teams. <laughs> the Pacers uh-huh. made an appearance. Cleveland showed yeah. up. But ultimately, yeah, that was fun. Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, Torian Prince, um, they all got booted. Rodians Kuruks, friend of the friend of the pod, <laughs> he's out of here. Three first rounders, um, they're going to Houston, and uh, Milwaukee threw in a couple, and then a couple more first round swaps. So yeah, about seven years of first round draft picks going to Houston, yeah. and the Nets this get is- James Harden. James Harden, just James Harden, straight up. Yeah. Okay. So here's the here's the breakdown. The Rockets get Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, Rodion's Kuruks, three Brooklyn first rounders in every mm-hmm. even number year until mm-hmm. 2027. Mm-hmm. A Milwaukee first, sure, why not in 2022, and then four Brooklyn first round pick swaps. The Pacers get Karis LeVert and a second rounder. The Cavs get Jared Allen and Torian Prince for seemingly nothing. And then yep. the Brooklyn Nets indeed just get James Harden. Okay, so uh, first your initial reaction to that blockbuster, absolute yeah. blockbuster trade. I think my first initial reaction is that's a hell of a haul for a guy who hates you. Yeah. <laughs> well, he hates, yeah, he hates the Rockets, you're saying. Not, yeah. This, he doesn't hate, yeah, he doesn't hate the Brooklyn Nets yet. 
Imagine getting a divorce and you somehow getting like all of these gifts in return. It's like this yeah. person who acknowledges like this is not working out. We are not happy here. I am straight up like last night's game. You told me like you were texting me saying like he's not trying. And I thought that meant like he's not going after 44 and 17. There was yeah. one pass where he almost <laughs> tried to throw it out of bounds on purpose. <laughs> yes, that was the epitome. It was circulating on Twitter like. Uh, Christian Wood wasn't open in the post. James uh, John Wall was guarded, so he's like, "I'm just gonna slowly drift the ball out of bounds, and hopefully somebody gets it." And John Wall had to like run ten feet Sprint. just to grab it. Yeah, he threw it to the <laughs> scorers' table. I mean, this dude was sabotaging his team actively. So much so actively. that this morning they were like, "You're not allowed at practice." <laughs> yeah, and after the game, he's like, "I tried everything. It's clearly ruined. Like, just get me the fuck out of here." And you know what? It worked. He was right. I know. That's kind of the interesting thing. It's like, it worked. I almost feel like, good for you, James Harden. Like, you did everything in your power to get your way, and you got your way. And ultimately, like, Houston got a haul. So that's my first That's my first takeaway. Uh, Brooklyn gave up so much. So mm-hmm. much. It seems they like have, that's the going rate for superstars. Almost started by them like five years ago when they got uh, mm-hmm. Garnett and Pierce for all these picks. And then the NBA had to be like, you can't give away all these picks anymore. It has to be a rule right. every other year at most. And then right. in comes Paul George, in comes AD. And it's like, all right, four picks, five pick swaps, whatever. Like, let's throw yeah. them everything, including youngsters, including this. this so that seems like, to be the going rate. Like- this fe- exactly. This feels like this is the era of that. Like 10 years from now, we'll look back and be like, damn, teams were giving up like a decade of first round draft picks for a superstar. Not just that, like it's eight, well, it's four first rounders. And then there's these pick swaps, which sometimes work, sometimes don't. Like you can't use a pick swap if Brooklyn is choosing behind you. So like right. if the Rockets have the third pick and the Nets have the 11th, you're not using that swap. The swap is dead. It's only useful if Brooklyn starts being shitty in like 2025, which might be. Um, I'm, yeah. But yeah, it's it's also, it's Karis LeVert, who you love, right? For my money, Karis LeVert is like, as good as close to as good as James Harden. And I know that's right. like a bit of overspeaking, <laughs> but when he just gets the ball, when Kyrie and KD sit, he's going to score 40 points for your team. He's going to have 12 yeah. assists for your team. Last year when everyone was hurt, he was like a a 30-10 like machine. I don't understand yeah. why he doesn't get love. Like it, I don't understand why he doesn't like why people don't just say like he's a stud and he just got punted. Just punted. Yeah. I think it I think it has to do with like you have to do it for like a few years before people seem to notice or care. Like hmm. one or two years like the public doesn't really get behind you yet, but then Oladipo I think did the same thing. Like he was mm-hmm. pretty good for a while and then it's like the third year he's like, "Oh, now I'm an all-star." It's like now it's like, "Okay, we treat Oladipo well." And it mm-hmm. almost sticks with you longer than it should too. Like it's, it's just I don't just know if PR. Oladipo was great this year. Like I would say Lavert was better than Oladipo this year. Definitely. Um, I would say yeah. that last year as well. Yeah. I mean, like, so to get Karis Levert, like, for him just to slip out, I was really stunned. Like, they had Dinwiddie and Karis Levert, which feels like, like, two, like, borderline all-stars on other teams, you know? Yeah. And they have uh, them as their fourth and fifth option. They also got rid of Jarrett Allen, their center. Who's balling is, out. Yeah. Yes. Their center is now who, Amir? DeAndre uh, Jordan. <laughs> or Nick Claxton. Yeah. I mean, they're Yikes. they're. Th- they're thin, but that's what you sacrifice to get a like a third MVP, literally MVP, uh, on that your is, team. 
That is intense. And all of this to be said that nobody knows where Kyrie Irving is except for on a Zoom with <laughs> Cynthia Nixon. <laughs> yeah, that's what makes this whole thing fucking even crazier. It's not like they traded um they traded Kyrie. No, they they actually kept Kyrie Irving who's right. maybe retiring, maybe just missing and maybe we'll come back and just play. Right. Yeah. It's odd. That whole situation is like a true mystery. Like he ha- he's he hasn't said one thing about it. He's just gone away for a while. And with yeah, does while he, that while does he he's like been away. I, exactly. <laughs> while he's been away, they made like a franchise changing move. <laughs> it's just a shocking a shocking turn of events in Brooklyn. And the, and yeah. the, the fact that Durant is somehow the steady the steadying force in all of this is just mind blowing. The guy who people say like is thin-skinned, can't handle Twitter, snaps back at everybody like He's the steadying force in all of this. He just goes yeah. out there and is dropping 30 and 10, 30 and 15 last night or whatever it was. Maybe an MVP S- candidate. Stunning. And somehow they're six and six. <laughs> it's all so weird. <laughs> yeah, nothing makes sense at all. I will say uh, this in a weird way could be like a win, 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 like hmm. a four way trade. Like let's hear it. So, I mean, starting with the Cavs, they give up a Milwaukee first round pick that I got. They got in some trade in 2022 for right. Jared Allen and Torian Prince. Those are like solid Fine. players. Jared Allen is a starting center. Great. Yeah, sure. Uh, the Pacers um, were paying Victor Oladipo $21 million this year. And then he was a free agent. So yes. he was probably leaving. Well, who did yes. they get in replace? Uh, Karis LeVert, who you like better than Victor Oladipo. Stud. Uh, who's only making like 16 or $17 million, but he's locked in for the next three seasons. Yes. So they got, they got Karis LeVert out of nowhere and a second rounder. Great. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Rockets get a fucking, like you said, <laughs> Brinks truck of humans. Um, yes. Some of them are 12 years old right now, but we don't know uh, what yes, they'll they turn They got into. Bronny James. They got Zaire Wade. Yeah, exactly. Sure, yeah. Emoni <laughs> Bates. Uh, sure. And then they also got Victor Oladipo, who's an all-star. Dante mm-hmm. Exum, who who knows. Rodion Kuruks, mm-hmm. who can shoot. Three mm-hmm. first-rounders, mm-hmm. wherever that'll be. And sure. another first from Milwaukee, and then four pick swaps. So the Rockets got better, too. Yeah, no and doubt. And then the Nets just got James Harden. So you can't say that they lost the trade either. James Harden, you know, the guy who dropped 44 and 17 two weeks ago. Are they, are the Nets the Rockets of last year? Like a no center, just like shoot till you die type team? I mean, of course they're they, better. They have more talent. But do, are they now yeah, going they to play small be. ball I'm, like crazy? Uh, well, they have Durant, who's like, you know, seven feet tall. And then right. they still have DeAndre Jordan, if necessary, to be like the like how the Lakers used Dwight last year. It's like, all right, we can guard your center with a center mm-hmm. if necessary. Or mm-hmm. if not, we have James Harden and Kevin Durant. So, like, we will be scoring 135 points a game. Like, one of them will be hot every game. And if both of them are hot, you're fucked. And mm-hmm. if two of them are are not playing well, then it's like, okay, that's a game we lose. But One like you interest- said right now, they're six and six. So they're yeah. definitely better than that. And well, I wonder because there was an interesting wrinkle at the beginning of the season where Kyrie and KD were playing together and they weren't, they won their first two games and then it started to get a little weird. Uh, just like they weren't winning, they were losing against bad teams. Then KD would take a game off, then Kyrie would disappear. And, like, the one thing that we always heard was there's only one ball. You know, when, like, yeah. the Zach Lowe's of the world, like, in all, everyone talked about the theoretical trade that somehow occurred today. Mind-blowing. The, there's yeah. only one ball of it. It's like, <laughs> it will be interesting to see how they move that ball. Because even Kyrie and KD, like, felt at times, like, 
who's going to be the dominant force in all of this? Yeah, and maybe they'll do that thing where they just, like, uh, Russell Westbrook and James Harden did, where it's like, we'll switch off. We'll just do ISO him, ISO him, and because mm-hmm. it's James Harden and Kevin Durant, who might be literally the best two ISO ball players in NBA history, history. both on your team, both right. on your team. One of them will be on the court, fully right. rested at all right. times. It might work. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, we also still have uh, Dinwiddie, who will be back next year. He's pretty awesome. Joe mm-hmm. Harris, who's an amazing shooter. Right. Um, I don't know who else is on their team. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, pieces. like you said. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and Jeff pieces. Green. Jeff sure. Green, who's pretty solid as the fifth best player on a championship team. I guess the big question um, is, can you win without Rodion's Kuroks? TBD. That's going to be the question. And that's, that's what we don't know yet. And did the Cavs give up too much in Dante Exum for Jared Allen and Torian Prince? We're still... I do, the jury's out. I do feel bad for Jared Allen. It feels like it took him a few years of like overachieving and having to work extra hard to suddenly turn the corner and become the starter on the Brooklyn Nets. Like he was always the best center for the past couple of years, and yet they wouldn't start him for whatever reason. This year, seems like he started turning the corner. He finally got past DeAndre Jordan, and now he's behind Andre Dre Drummond. <laughs> yeah. Sucks. Yeah. Andre Drummond, who also doesn't get any respect at all, so it's kind of fun to have those two players on the same team now. Jared yeah. Allen's like sees what he can look look forward to. Um, do you know how old Jared Allen is? If I were to guess, I would say twenty four. Yeah, I I thought he was twenty five, twenty four. He is twenty two years old, younger than hmm. Obi Toppin. He wow. doesn't even turn twenty three until late April. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Karis Levert's twenty six. Jared Allen's 22. I mean, they gave up a, like, kudos to them for drafting these guys or trading for these guys, but they did give up a shit ton to get James Harden. But again, Kyrie Irving was the only person on this team last year, and now they have Kevin Durant, James Harden, and no Kyrie Irving. So that's. Do you think that they got Harden to ensure that, like, out of a bit of concern that Kyrie like might not come back or something like yeah. as if to say like we have our second piece potentially if something really goes wrong there like do you think what do you think the level of concern in brooklyn is right now with Kyrie and his behavior i would think high because he's gone and not responsive so that's pretty <laughs> high and then it's not like he's you know has a track record of being a super emotionally stable guy like this is right. a guy who requested a trade and then said he was going to be there long term then requested another trade then right track record seems to be like teetering on the edge of some sort of emotional breakdown i think Mm -hmm. the james Mm -hmm. harden thing is like all right let's get james harden and maybe this will bring kyrie irving back but it's if not it's also kyrie irving insurance Mm because now they don't necessarily need kyrie irving like kyrie irving would be the third best player on this team that's a great place to be in yeah yeah, intense. I mean, if you're James Harden, this is the team you want to go to? Because the team we haven't mentioned in all of this was the other potential suitor who somehow got outbid. If you're James Harden, will you have preferred to go to Philly in a I weird way? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't okay. think so. I, I kind of okay. wanted him to play with Embiid just out of curiosity and to like finally mm-hmm. blow up the Simmons-Embiid thing. But mm-hmm. I think if you're Harden, you'd rather play with KD, who you, like, you sort of have a relationship with. Um, and, and it's just so I, awesome. I mean, yeah, it's just like, like the, there's such favorite timeline. Yeah, they got right. the Thunder connection. Like Harden and Embiid might have been not necessarily a match made in heaven either. Who do you think said no 
in that potential situation. And we heard that it might be like Simmons and Maxi. Poor yeah. Mark Stein. Yeah. Mark Stein almost <laughs> broke it. He was so close to being the first one to claiming that trade wrong, ultimately. I, <laughs> he went viral. He, he tweeted viral. viral. Yeah. yeah. Which he was wasn't right. All you could ask for. Yeah. But he, he, he wasn't right. <laughs> but he did go viral for saying that hours. it's going to be Maxi yeah. and Simmons. Who from do you 11, think said no? From 11 to 1, it was the Mark Stein break in the Philly mm-hmm. news. I think mm-hmm. what happened there, and obviously I have no inside information because I don't know anybody in the NBA. I think what happened there is um, the Rockets were like, all right, give us Simmons and Maxi and Tybal and those four draft picks. And mm-hmm. Daryl Moore is like, no, 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 like Simmons is not Karis Levert. Like you'll get Simmons and that's mm-hmm. it. And then they're mm-hmm. like, no, we want a young star. We want more young stars and we want eight fucking draft picks and seven swaps. <laughs> And Daryl Morey's like, no. And so he's like, all right, we'll do it with the Brooklyn Nets. And then they, the Rockets didn't even keep anybody from the the Nets. They they just shipped them for Oladipo. So Shocking. now they have John Wall, Boogie Cousins, P.J. Tucker is still there, and Victor yeah. Oladipo, who, right. yeah, I don't know if that makes um, uh, the Rockets a playoff team, but it's definitely like a team of pretty talented dudes with a chip on their shoulder who will definitely play a harder than James yeah. Harden did for the last two weeks. Yeah, I mean, just spiritually from a team standpoint, like that press conference where John Wall had to be like talking to James Harden via the press where he's like, don't jump off a cliff after nine <laughs> games. It's like, this shit is icky. This is yeah, old school bad. icky. Like these are it two former all pros who just like clearly don't like each other or don't like how the other one's behaving. Like I felt yeah. bad for John Wall in that scenario. And the Nets are getting uh, James Harden with a chip on his shoulder. He's like, all right, you guys didn't think I'm that good anymore. You guys think mm-hmm. that like I was mailing it in. So this is what I'm capable of. And like mm-hmm. we saw what he's capable. He's capable of scoring 60 points and assisting 20 times per game. That's right. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. So... This is certainly not to body shame someone, but that being said, does James Harden (laughs) physically look different to you, or are we just projecting onto his body because he came into the season late X, Y, and Z? No, I think he's chubbier. I think for sure he's a little beefier, a little doughier. I mean, he was not not playing his way um, into shape in any way, shape, or form. Like He was just like... All right, if you want me, I'm going to stick around, but I'm not I'm not going to exercise that much and I'm not going to pass that much and I'm not going to drive that much and when I do, I'm going to get blocked. I'm not going to the line. You'll you'll get the shitty version of me until you trade me. And it worked. Oh, it worked. I mean, both him and Russ were like, "We want out." And they left. 
Yeah. And the Pacers, by the way, are like the best team in the East right now. And they mm-hmm. traded one of their start players for Karis LeVert. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Th- that was actually one of the interesting and fun twists when, because I thought it was going to be two teams making a trade and we we're just going to be like, <laughs> Over and done with it. But when I heard that Oladipo suddenly <laughs> showed up. Yeah, he showed up a little did, late, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, if you're Oladipo, you're like re, like going through the tweets. You're like, wow, that was a crazy trade. And then you're like, wait a minute. That's me. Like, how the hell did I get involved at all? <laughs> I'm on the Rockets now? How did that happen? Yeah. I remember Oladipo at the end of the bubble. I think it was even pre-bubble where he was like, I'm not going to play in the bubble. And then they were like, but you're healthy enough. And he's like, fine, I'll play in the bubble. But I'm definitely not playing for you Pacers next year. Yeah. And they were like, all right, fine. And then he showed up and he played for the Pacers again this year. And it was, it was just like, good. so they clearly were like trying to find a, a reason or a way to get off him. Yeah. The Pacers have like a really solid crew now with like Sabonis and Miles Turner and now Karis LeVert. Those are like three pretty amazing young studs. And Brogdon is putting up the line that everybody thought Oladipo would, where it's just like yeah. 29 and 4 every game. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, you're awesome. You're so he's, awesome. He's like a fantasy all-star this year. Out yeah. of the blue. I'm psyched for Levert. I want Levert. Like, I'm on record. <laughs> I'm on record. I was texting you this today, and I feel like I've been saying it all season. Levert is a better basketball player <laughs> than Ben Simmons. I know people don't want to hear on Ben You're low on Simmons. Yeah. Dude, I guess you watch enough Ben Simmons, and I get the frustration of shoot more threes, yada, yada, yada. But, like, he doesn't shoot. (laughs) Period. (laughs) Like, unless it's a layup where he got past his defender, which he can do very easily, and I wish he would do more. But if if it's not a layup, he doesn't shoot the ball. And shooting, you have to shoot. Yeah, that's the the big part. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. Like he'll take he'll drive and stop, and like if he doesn't pass it, then he just stops for like three seconds. You're like, shoot, please, yeah. God, shoot. Levert doesn't is, have that issue. No, Levert's a, a certified wet bucket. It seems like yeah. Ben Simmons is like a, a a demon stole LeBron James's like shooting ability. So mm. It's like still a six foot nine inch monster Goliath point guard who can like get to the rim and dunk it yes. and pass pretty well. But yes. then like from like eleven feet, it's like I'm frozen in this. Situation. I don't. I can't. Maybe I, a floater. Maybe like a really weird long jump hook. That's the never, issue, though. Never that's the a issue jump shot. <laughs> I wish from like eleven feet and in he shot. He doesn't. Like it has to be like two and a half feet. <laughs> that's like his range that's the circle that yeah. he will shoot from two and a half feet and in like eight feet not shooting it's how's it's, how's his it handle <laughs> it hurts is to he, watch is he a good dribbler like usually like that goes along with it like you're if you're a great dribbler you can do a lot with your hands you can shoot yeah really well. yeah i don't i mean I've, I've only watched let's let's be honest i've watched like four or five 76ers games which i think is enough this season under doc yeah. to be like yeah. this is how he's being used and all that <laughs> And like every after every game, I text you and I'm like, it's really frustrating watching that guy. (laughs) He got benched last night, and they went on a 17-0 run. I mean, like, is he a liability? Yeah, I have to wonder. Embiid, like when he when Simmons isn't on the court, Embiid's like, ah, finally some room for like me to do some shit. Yeah, he wants for sure. Yeah, it should be like Embiid, and then trade Simmons for like the best four five shooters you can find. Mm -hmm. Almost build a team that way. Low-key, uh, Embiid is the MVP favorite this season. His lines yeah. are 
insane. He had like 45 and 15 last (laughs) night, and he was just like, just doing his thing, like easy buckets. Yeah, floaters and 20-footers and threes and getting to the line. Yeah. Yeah, he was playing great. Do you think that the 76ers, now that this is all done, they've gotten to like flirt with this idea you know, for like, since the off season to now, there was always like the back of their minds, like maybe we'll get hardened, maybe this will all change. Do you think that there's now some like non-buyers remorse where they're like, oh shit, Mm. we should make a move. Like I know that they're six and two, seven and two, whatever they are, but do you think deep down they're like, we need to make a move now or they're going (laughs) to rock with this roster? (laughs) Yeah. Now that the, yeah. Now that Maury like held firm and Maury, by the way, like is a little bit vindicated because he's like we are not trading ben simmons and then it looked like he was pretty actively trying to trade ben simmons (laughs) and then when he gets outbid at the last second he's like see we didn't trade ben simmons i was telling him my word (laughs) it might i might have shot us in the foot but i'm a man of my word that being said if uh the warriors want to trade us Ubre, uh clay thompson (laughs) and andrew wiggins for ben simmons we're on no no brainer Um, done yeah uh yeah what was the question Oh What's yeah, Maury's relationship. Have? Oh yeah, I, you answer that question first, and then I have a follow up. Yeah, Do the Sixers like need the, to make a move. It seems like it. I don't know if you're going to win with Ben Simmons as your second best player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I guess the next question is: Does Maury like Harton? What is their relationship? I believe he does. I think like Maury really credits Harden with like extending his GM career because he was the one who pulled off the Harden from OKC trade. Mm-hmm. And he has a great affinity towards Harden. And whenever it was like Harden or this guy, the other guy always went away. So they were, mm-hmm. they, and I, it was the Rockets and it was Daryl Morey were always like the ones who were like, we want, we need to placate Harden. Harden is the alpha here. I wonder if he still really, like, I get the public face you have to like present that way. But deep down, I do wonder if he left the Rockets for a fresh start and to bring in Harden, who immediately like is like a vacuum, just sucks in all of yeah. the offense, becomes Harden's team, Harden ball. Like, I wonder if he was like, I don't want to do that. Like, I well, personally don't want to what's do that. Funny, what's funny is like that probably affects the coach more than the GM because he's the one dealing with Harden. And that mm-hmm. did exactly mm-hmm. happen. Remember his coach mm-hmm. for in Houston was D'Antoni. D'Antoni's like, finally, let's go to the Nets, start over, <laughs> fresh starts. Like, we traded for James Harden. Oh, fuck. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just got here. Give me like eight games to play normal basketball where the ball moves around you yeah. play with joy there's not a lot of dribbling no james is coming in and you're the offensive coordinator you'll tell him what to do do you right. know who is I mean, another short-term signed off another short-term winner another short-term winner in, in all of these trades uh-huh. this will surprise you that i'm bringing them up but the new york knicks oh Okay, let's hear here's, it. Here's why. It's a very short-term win for the New York Knicks, and that's because tonight we play the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> Who? But KD is still playing, right? I don't know, because it's the second night of a back-to-back, and he's coming off of an, uh, an Achilles injury. That's good. So there's a chance that we're playing one-on-five against Joe Harris. <laughs> okay, and then, then, then the Knicks have a chance, although they've started tailing off a little bit. The Knicks yeah. had a hot start and then got a little hotter. Hotter. And then something happened in the last week where they yeah. haven't scored 90 points. Yeah, 89, 89, 89. <laughs> rough number. Rough number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what what changed there? What what went from 115 to 89? Genuinely, I think one thing is that Alec Burks got hurt. He was oh, like a, he 
he was like a 20 point a game guy and he was like glue and as much as we like reggie bullock and it's like fun to have some sort of like shooting guard with a name like he was a real piece of our offense yeah Um, yeah yeah but we don't have to get too caught up in it but i am i am curious if the nets don't start kd tonight like who they roll out against the new york knicks is going to be an all-time funny lineup because they don't have levert they don't have jared allen if they yeah. don't have KD, they don't have Kyrie. Like, who is starting and who is ultimately going to beat the New York Knicks tonight? I, w- I would say it's unprecedented, but this year it seems like every team has to trot a lineup out of, all right, our f- top eight players uh, yes. either have COVID or we're in the same room as someone. So in comes Tyrese Maxey, who'll shoot 41 times a game, or Dude. Dakota Mathias, or like Dude. these literally undrafted second rounders, or second rounders or undrafted G League players are like right. being thrust in and playing 45 minutes a game. So this whole thing happening. We, we've been, we brought up how like that backup, 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 backup quarterback started for the Denver Broncos that year. Right. Like, this really is yeah. the year of like, Amir, you might be the nose tackle for the Minnesota Vikings in 2022. Like, and then people are even that phone calls out here. Yeah, even that's like sometimes like we're losing even those guys, and it's like, all right, this whole game is canceled. Like, this is ridiculous. We can't play, and yeah. that's another thing that's looming over this whole trade is like. Also, we might not have a season, but if but, we do, James Harden's on the Nets. Yeah, for like live, a few hours, we forgot. Let's live in that hypothetical for a second. Let's say that these cases do get out of control and they simply just can't keep going the way that they're going. Do you think that they would rebubble? Because it really seemed like the bubble had a negative reaction from the players. As much as we, the fans, loved it. It seems like the players had a real hard time with it. That's right. Yeah. The bubble probably isn't happening in like a strict bubble. Orlando environment for an entire like three months that Mm -hmm. seems to be like a no-go for the players yeah Uh, so now there's like they're starting to make these really lame constellations and George Hill shout out to George Hill for just laughing them off that was a great (laughs) quote they're like the NBA was like you can't see your family on the road and and he's like no I'm a fucking grown-up if this disease is really dangerous then let's not play and if they are I'm going to see my family (laughs) yes George Hill, he was also the one who they said, where were you during the national anthem? Why weren't you standing? And he said, I was taking a shit. And I was like, even if you weren't, that was such a flex. Like, wow. (laughs) And then also, I guess he led the NBA in three-point percentage last year. So this guy can do it all. He can see his family. He can avoid corona. Now some people are getting corona twice, which I didn't necessarily know was possible. So shout out to those players like never give just up. tweeted did you just see that he tweeted no. i think right before uh, another coronavirus update like 16 more players tested positive jesus christ i mean i read the tweet that said like four dallas mavericks starters or like four new mavericks have now tested positive so it's no longer just health and safety protocol now it's like these dudes are testing positive which yeah that's 14 days <laughs> minimum yeah just gone. yeah exactly so then how do you reconcile? Okay, so the Mavericks have played eight games. The Lakers are playing their 13th today. These games right. are, quote, postponed. Are the Mavericks really at the tail end of the season going to now play like an extra four weeks and the Lakers are just the leader in the clubhouse having gone through 72 games? Like, how is this going to work out? I don't know how it will end, but I remember in Major League Baseball, the Marlins had to take off like mm, three weeks straight up. <laughs> and like there was a time where like the NL East had played like 40 games and they were in first place with like, they were like 14 and three. And it was like, this doesn't <laughs> seem fair. 
<laughs> yeah, and you can sort of get away with it because it's the Miami Marlins and nobody really cares. But it's like sure. when it's the Bucks playing seventy games and like the Lakers playing forty five, suddenly like right. that's a it's a bigger spotlight. And really, the most important question in all of it is how does it affect our over under draft? Right. Yeah. Like okay, so I have the Celtics under. They've missed four games. So best right. case scenario, they go. 36 and 30 does that count as an under hit i i don't know that's that's a question as the commission i'm gonna have to grapple with me and adam yeah. silver have to do some soul searching to figure mm-hmm. it out some sleepless nights for you and adam silver trying to figure out how you're going to do that but think about like what happened last year it was like rudy gobert has covid oh my right. god shut down the league like cases yes. are in the hundreds in california Jesus. Smash cut to just 11 months later. It's like, uh, yeah, four Mavericks tested positive, another 16 players. Uh, this game's postponed. This game will play. This guy talked to Seth Curry, so he has to wear a mask now. But yeah, they're flying to Houston and Dallas. Uh, LA had 27,000 cases yesterday. Jeez. Whatever. Let's keep it, keep it going. It's like, oh my God, it's so much worse now than it was a year ago when everything was obviously shut down. So I don't, what? I don't know what caused this. I guess it's cash. What the hell does three months from now look like? <laughs> yeah let's take a pause and then right. for two weeks um what the numbers will get exponentially worse because that's how viruses yeah. work it'll be like only nba players best friends are allowed to play in the nba <laughs> there's going to be nineteen thousand new cases in los angeles a day <laughs> the lakers have signed william rondo so don't even joke like it's possible <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even travel with his cousin to atlanta he's stuck oh, yeah, in la right. <laughs> rajon went to the hawks william stayed in la uh, yeah, who knows what the fuck's going to happen. There are talks about, like, let's take a pause. There's talks about, like, potentially vaccinating. Like, there is a vaccine. Some of them are getting thrown Guys, away. Nursing right. homes in Ohio. Right. Can we, can the Cavs get Can we give it to Shetty Osman? Can we <laughs> yeah. give it to Larry Nance? <laughs> yeah, like, that nurse says she doesn't want to take it. Okay, fucking Andre Drummond will. How about sure. that? Sure, sure. That'd be fine. But then what if players say no? Like, I'm sure there's That's a... tough. Michael Porter Jr. is definitely yeah. saying no. Definitely yeah. saying. Shout out to Michael Porter Jr. for being put in the health and safety protocol for a seven-day stretch <laughs> and somehow in that seven days getting another 10 tacked on. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know what he did or what he did wrong, but shout Who's out to that. that? Who's policing that? Someone clearly is. And he is the schmuck who's been anti-mask this whole time. So it's like, if right. you were to put money on a player to get like double detention, of course yeah. it would be Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> but what are they tracking their cell phone? Like, is Michael Porter Jr. saying like, yeah, I went to a fucking barber shop. Find me for two weeks. Or is it like a guy on the nuggets following these players around, making sure they don't go to Disneyland? I genuinely working? don't know. Because like Valanchunas got pulled from a game like 12 minutes in. Um, health and safety protocol. The assumption is he's gone for seven days or whatever it is. And then the next day he tweeted, I'm fine. It's cool. And I'm back. <laughs> he played the next game. So I have no, no idea what that actually means, health and, then, and safety protocol. Wasn't there like a player on the Celtics who got uh, placed in that for talking to Seth Curry after the game? But hmm. like players in the game and like Sixers players who were sitting next to right. him on the bench played the next day? Yeah. So what's that's the correlation the, that, there that's to george hill's point he was like you're gonna tell me that i can't talk to these guys after the game after i just sweat on them for 48 consecutive <laughs> minutes like when i was reading george hill's quotes part of me was like is he a bad guy right now i can't figure out if he's a good guy or a bad guy i think this is good guy he's usually a good guy but like 
Corona's bad. Hmm. What is, how do I, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's a good guy overall. (laughs) Also, the NBA has to start realizing, it's like, okay, we're trudging on for cash, but like, are TV ratings going to be affected if uh, Dakota Mathias and Tyrese Maxey are playing on like Sunday ABC games against the Clippers? Right. Teams are losing by 50 and like, it's like some bastardized version. Like, it's almost better to like take a break at that point. Right. Right. What do you think, Adam Silver, in his heart of hearts, what do you think he actually wants? Because this is clearly the owners saying the games must go on. Do you think that Adam Silver would prefer to shut it down? I think Adam Silver, just like, you know, all of us in this world is like trying to weigh the cost benefit of like, okay, let's shut it down. But just know that teams will have to fold. People will have to get fired. Salary caps will go down. And then it's Mm -hmm. like, once you come to that realization, the players are like, all right, fine, we'll play. Like Mm -hmm. we might get sick, but nobody's died so far. So I'm willing to take the risk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause he has such a spotless record. Like when he walked in and booted the owner, whatever he was in from the Clippers and like how he handled the bubble, it just feels like when big things have been presented to him, he's always like said, this might not be great short term, but long term we'll look back and be proud of our decisions. <laughs> and this is the one time where he's like, he is just sacrificing these dudes. You get yeah. the virus. You get the virus. Yeah. Like will an assistant coach die? Like so far it hasn't, I haven't heard anything about like somebody going to a hospital, right? Like it seems like if something bad were to happen hopefully the nba would quote take care of it like they do to all the rich people in america or you get the donald trump medicine yeah i guess so it really just comes down to whether or not like what's actually happening during the seven day health and safety protocol because they have a nice shield it's like a nice like we have no idea what it means it's a nice broad term you know it's just like no he's away for a little bit it's like where is he and why (laughs) yeah also like he's still gonna get on a flight and go play then eventually right so like why is he at home right now like it doesn't yeah these rules don't fully make sense like are the mavs playing tonight i think by all accounts the mavericks are playing tonight and it's like didn't we just read that six of them have the virus (laughs) like i I can't remember which guys on a team yeah atlanta phoenix is postponed i didn't know either one of those teams had an issue and somehow that just got like postponed yeah i feel like i've seen trey young cam reddish deandre hunter john collins all these guys have played every game haven't they that's right yeah i have no idea (laughs) i have no idea at all except like you get that little alert on the top of FanDuel, and it's like by the way if you roster (laughs) players from phoenix atlanta tonight you will get a zero and it's like that's how i'm getting my news these days (laughs) uh okay back to the trade real quick just to wrap it up Uh, Are the Nets now the Eastern Conference favorites? I guess so. Like, if we're just playing the paper game, they certainly have the best players. I was going to ask you a similar question, which is, like, for the first eight games of the Nets with Harden, are they 8-0 or are they 4-4 as they try and figure out how to win? Because, I mean, like, the Bucks, The Bucks should be the best team, correct? The Sixers are good. Yeah, Sixers and Bucks are the two that, like maybe because they're an actual cohesive team built with mm-hmm. like you know a little bit of an off season and some chemistry and built-in camaraderie like yeah that propels you usually but then yeah. again like when if you have james harden and kevin durant and you know they make 60 percent of their shots always and then you also have kyrie irving you mm-hmm. can't necessarily defend that yeah so i think on paper but i will say pacers dark horse now that they have yeah. levert now that yeah. they have levert i yeah. mean they have the pieces. They have a center and Turner. They have a monster power forward. They have Brogdon. They have Levert. I mean, they have pieces. They also have TJ Warren All-Stars coming back at some point. 
Yeah, T.J. Warren, you, uh, the the captain of the T.J. Warren All Stars. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. And then the Rockets, do they make the playoffs with this I do team of so. upstarts now? I do no. not think so. I don't think they even want to far. necessarily. You know, yeah. I'm sure the players do, but I don't think that like that organization feels like like the thunder with better like veterans ultimately. Like it seems like they are looking three years from now as opposed to what they're doing right now. Yeah. So the Rockets right now are three and six. So they'd have to yeah. start playing some real winning basketball. Whose ball is it? Is it Christian Wood's ball moving forward? He's great. Yeah, we haven't even mentioned Christian Wood. Forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. That guy's great too. Most improved player potentially. Yeah. I'll tell you that John Wall now can have some fun out there, if nothing else. Like him and Boogie look solid. Yeah. When Boogie's not getting ejected for whacking dudes across the face <laughs> and fighting forty percent of the league, which he always does, you'd think after all the injuries he'd be like humbled and just be like, I just want to like chill out and play some hoops. He's still getting ejected at like a Rodman clip. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> fighting everybody. because he doesn't start anymore. So he, no. he has to get ejected for like fighting Markeith Morris. Shows up, gets pissed, gets kicked out. It's like not complicated. He plays his 18 <laughs> minutes, throws a punch, gets kicked out. It's just nuts. But to me, it's uh, just yeah, like there's so going to be so much more space on the floor now for John Wall to just like ball, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's been one of the fun stories. Um, yeah. Along with, yeah, Cleveland's been playing well. Like they're part of that trade. Brooklyn's been a bit better. I mean, there's a chance this was a four-way win, which is kind of fun. You rarely see that. I would say that the biggest risk of those four teams is actually for Brooklyn. I think that they took the biggest risk when oh, it definitely. all comes yeah, down I mean, to it. I mean, they gave up the most, and they got the best player. So it seems like their their floor and their ceiling are the widest. So let's put, uh, to wrap this thing up, let's put predictions down on when Kyrie returns. Oh, Slash God. if Kyrie <laughs> returns. Yeah. Like, right. He he's not talking to anyone. He just disappeared for, quote, personal reasons. He's mm-hmm. at friends' birthday parties, family birthday parties. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, hopefully he comes back to play with James Harden. Maybe that offended him and he doesn't want to come back anymore. Sure. So That's also a possibility. It seems like it'll either be soon or never. Okay. So it wouldn't be like a month from now, like when Biden is put in place and yeah. like maybe some like legislature has been passed. It's yeah, like, or, or maybe he's like, I'll wait till you guys shut down the NBA for a month and catch me on the other side of the all-star break. Maybe. Damn. What a tough place to be if you're in Brooklyn right now, just to be like, yes. but we, he gets paid $470,000 a game. Kyrie. Yes. And 470. If he doesn't show up, does he still get paid? I don't think that they have like suspended him without pay yet, probably because it's like such a like a lit fuse already that it's like why blow this thing up right now? But like yeah. if they haven't, they've paid him two and a half million dollars to not communicate with them at all, which is a pretty solid deal for Kyrie Irving. It's also gonna be weird if they start winning games like with an invigorated James Harden and Kevin mm-hmm. Durant, and then Kyrie's like, All right, I'll come back and everyone's like well, you know, you don't yeah. have to come back. Like, yeah. we're pretty good. Six and one. You do wonder. I would like to hear from, and I don't know how many of them there actually are, some Brooklyn Nets fans about like, does this piss you off? Are you pissed? <laughs> that like your yeah, stud what? and your star who you traded the farm for is just like, or just spent like half of your salary on like, he, are you pissed? I'd be pissed. Yeah. yeah, that's a good question. One, are there Brooklyn Nets fans? And two, are you mad at Kyrie Irving? 
Yeah, that's a question for the fans. If any Brooklyn Nets fans listen to this and they're level-headed enough, uh, are you pissed at Kyrie Irving? Because I do give him, <laughs> I give everybody in the league and on earth, like a long road. If you're saying it's like such an emotionally tumultuous time, I need some mental health days along the way. I get that and I support that. But he hasn't even said that. And so it's like, <laughs> you're going to have to give me something to work with here. <laughs> Yeah, and why not say it? Like, maybe people will just say, like, yeah, like, call in. Like, I don't mind that you're getting drunk as long as you do it at home safely. But, like, Kyrie, you sort of just left, and now we're asking yeah. your agent if anything's up, and you're just not returning our phone calls. Yeah, last we saw him, he was burning sage on the sidelines. So it's like, <laughs> my man, if you want to take an improv class, just, like, take an improv class. Like, if you want to hang out with poets, hang out with poets. But, like, don't do it at the detriment of the Brooklyn Nets. It's not fair. <laughs> And by the way, like, despite all this stuff, he's still balling out, like, Dude. at a A-plus elite level. Like Insane. You had him on FanDuel once where he had, like, six points at half and then, like, 42 at the end of the game. In he just, like, insane. took over. Yeah. Still, like, a top five dude in the league. That's what's so, so befuddling. The whole thing. The, the Brooklyn yeah. Nets have had the weirdest year, and it's only been nine games into the season. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see what happens. Or doesn't with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, all right, let's uh, let me assemble this and upload it. You know, this is an emergency podcast. People need to hear what we think ASAP. Yes, I think we've changed the game a little bit, much like our man James Harden has today. Yeah, I'm glad we weren't postponed for health and safety protocols. We're staying home. We're staying safe. Don't worry yeah. about us, guys. Okay, we're uh, fine. We're safe, guys. Yeah, yeah, and thank you for listening. We'll be back next time. James Harden gets traded, maybe even beforehand. Okay, and if you and I get traded to any of these teams, we'll be sure to tweet it out ASAP. Yeah, I was talking, I might be headed to Philly because Dakota Mathias tweaked an ankle uh, <laughs> at practice. And they're, they're out of bodies. So here, yeah, now I'm they're looking in. They're done with basketball players. Now it's basketball <laughs> podcast hosts. That's all that's left. <laughs> it's me and Raul Nato in the backcourt, so we'll see. <laughs> Love that. Good luck out there, bud. All right, see you guys soon. All right, bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>